Hi everybody, I am Jen Johnson and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing and I'm really excited to have Jen Leffler here with me today. She is a client of mine and has an amazing success story with her pain and um, other things like um, emotional healing and spiritual and mental healing. So um, I just wanted to welcome her. Thank you, Jen, for being here and for be willing to share and be vulnerable with people to basically also to be known um, and also to be encouraged by your story. So thanks for being here. I'll let you introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about your, uh, your pain journey before you started working with me and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, great. Well, um, my name is Jen Leffler and, uh, I have dealt with chronic pain for over 13 years. Um, I've had shoulder pain that whole time. And uh, then about five years ago, started with hip pain and uh, foot pain in there as well. So I've dealt with all three um, off and on. Mostly the shoulder pain has been pretty constant, but the others have kind of been off and on. And I have seen doctors, I've seen physical therapists, I've seen chiropractors, um, I've done trigger point therapy, I've done anti-inflammatory diets, acupuncture, massage. I feel like I've covered quite a few different therapies that are out there. Um, and it seemed like everyone did, did help. Um, but never really took away the pain, never really dealt with the the source of the pain. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the the start of of the desperation, I guess that that led me to curable. Um, that is where I started my healing journey, and that was about a year and a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, I love curable. Yes. Yes, um, I, I happened upon a recovery story and um, it just was very similar to my own story. And as I listened to that, I, I just started thinking, well, maybe, maybe there's something to this. I was still really skeptical, um, but I decided to go ahead and try out the free, um, the free trial that they give. And um, I just, I, I was amazed at how simple and, um, how the mind and the body connection, it just really made sense in a way that I never understood before. So um, that's yeah, how it's, it's so interesting how we tend to separate our brains and, and our thoughts from our body. Um, and in yeah. reality, they are totally linked. Right. And God's design. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love that. I love that we can't look past the science when it comes to chronic pain and the science points to our thoughts in our brain and the Bible and, and Jesus uh, are, are constantly um, directing us to redirect our thoughts and our emotions. And he cares so much about that part of us. And so I just love that full circle of him caring about our brains and our, and our, and our thoughts and our emotional health and how that plays out in, in our physical symptoms too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you found Curable and you, you started using it on a, a daily basis. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long did you do that? Um, I mean, when I first started, I probably did a couple lessons a day. 
And um, as I started, it just started making more and more sense. And then um, I had kind of a, a turning point moment that I think that helped fuel the fire. Um, I was able to sit on a hard metal bleacher um, for an hour and a half uh, while my daughter was doing a softball game. And uh, just to give you context in that, um, I was having a hard time just sitting in a cushion chair to drive for 10, 15 minutes. So for me to be able to sit on a hard bleacher for an hour and a half was a really big victory. And yeah. I just, I continued to have those kind of victories as I embraced um, the ideas and the method. And um, yeah, that's yeah. that's how it started. <laughs> so were, were you kind of sold on it immediately or did it take you a while to, to I don't know, to create that evidence that we've talked about before um, right, that your, right. your pain was caused by? So it did, it did take a while. Like I said, I was a little bit skeptical about it. Um, and I, I kind of had grown up in an environment of, um, you know, stay away from stuff that has to do with the mind because that's just weird and <laughs> might be a little new agey or something. And um, I, I found that it really wasn't anything that was, um, that made me uncomfortable. Everything that was presented in Curable was um, mainly about breathing and, um, you know, just being in your, in the present. Um, and then also just understanding that connection between the mind and the body and how um, our emotions can and do affect our bodies. Yeah. And I never had understood that before. Um, so that was a, that was a real turning point for me too, just starting to be able to express my emotions. And actually that was helped along by you um, even more. So, so did you, did you have a pretty significant turning point in your, in like your physical symptoms before you started um, meeting with me? It's very interesting because we have never talked yes. about this. Yes, actually. Okay. Yes. Um, so victory for me was simple. It was, I could actually, you know, sit and um, weed my front garden, you know, <laughs> um, or I could unload the dishwasher and not have pain or um, things that I thought I should be able to do on an everyday basis were really hard for me. And I found myself continually having to decide at the beginning of the day, okay, if I do this one thing, then I'm not going to be able to do this other thing. This so was before your healing? Before my healing. And so I was always doing that debate and um, being frustrated by that debate. And as I started getting the concepts um, of how the mind and the body are connected, I started being able to do those things without any pain. You know, I could I could chop up veggies for dinner and and have no pain when I was doing that and be, then still be able to go and um, do some weeding in, in my front yard. So um, it just, that really encouraged me to keep pushing and keep trying things that I hadn't been able to do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious just for our watchers, what are maybe three tools that you used or 
or phrases that um, that you um, recited, your mantra, whatever. What what was it that you found the most powerful in in retraining your brain that these sensations weren't didn't have to be painful? Um, so I think the evidence sheet was a really great tool in the beginning. Okay. That's where I listed um, where I would have a symptom, and, but I'd be able to do a similar body movement and not have symptoms. And so I was able to kind of see that this doesn't really make sense. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to be a structural issue. I think once I really grasped onto that, that helped a lot. Um, I also had never really um, journaled in a way that was um, getting things out. Uh, I, I typically journaled in a way that somebody else could read it, you know, kind of like yeah. a story of my life. So yeah. I've always journaled, um, but I found that actually saying how I feel and um, allowing myself that space to to even be angry on the page, um, it it really, really made a difference for me. Okay. So that was a big tool. Your psalm it out. Um, and then uh, also the inner dialogue. That was um, really key for me. There were just so many thoughts that I continually had going on that were not helpful. And as I was able to write them down, I realized this... I don't want to think this way anymore, and I don't think this is a good way to think. And um, so that was a really big tool for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I summarize my personal healing journey, I often say that I healed mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and finally physically. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it, the physically came came last. The sure. the real punch of of being able to live my life as I wanted to with, without um, the pain or without fearing the pain. I'm right. curious, I already know the answer to this question, but I'm curious um, for you to share if you had healing in other areas of your life besides physically in this journey. And Absolutely. do you find those connected to your symptoms and how? This is my favorite um, part of your story. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, me being able to have this interview is is a big victory for me. Um, uh, I believe that my confidence has really, really changed um, from the first time you and I met. I was um, really nervous, really scared, uh, never wanted to put myself in front of a camera. Mm. Um, so that's been a huge, huge change for me. Um, the other thing I, I think you're going to mention this is that uh, I actually was able to give a sermon um, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I had the most amazing time. I was not afraid. Um, I was able to share what God had put on my heart, and um, I just I had the confidence that what I was saying was worthwhile, and uh, that it would help somebody else. Yeah, I listened to it and it was definitely worthwhile. Um, I don't know if our watchers can see that anywhere. If, if so, maybe you could put it in um, the show notes afterwards. But she, she just talks, and I'm not gonna summer, I'll let you talk more about it, but she talks about fear and its role. Um, it, well, 
you summarize it, Jen. Well, um, it was actually a concept I learned from you. Um, <laughs> this idea that so many times in the Bible, um, when it says not to fear, I a lot of times would feel like, well, I've already failed. I'm already I'm already afraid. You know, I'm I'm not that brave. And um, but what you showed me is that every time it says do not fear, there's a reason why God says do not fear. And it has to do with the fact that he's going to be with us, that he's going to fight our battles, that he's going to be the one that um, that that ultimately um, we can rely on. And so the reason that it says not to be afraid is not like a don't you dare be afraid, but it's a idea that you don't need to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, and, and in that too, is this piece of my identity doesn't um, depend on this thing that I'm fearing doing. Amen. Yeah. And so that takes the fear away too of the of failure, because it doesn't really matter if I succeed at this thing that I'm so scared of, um, because yeah. my identity lies in this God that loves me and is with me and has all these amazing promises for mm -hmm. us. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, okay. your, your <laughs> sermon is, is beautiful in talking about the, the role of fear and that we don't have to have that fear and why. And so I would strongly suggest anybody listen to that. It's, it's very beautiful and just, it really honors God too. Um, because I think part of this work is, is learning and knowing that you are loved. And yes. when we are scared of God and scared of failing, mm -hmm. failing God and his commands, um, that fear plays out in our nervous system and plays out in everything. Right. Yeah. And I never understood that before. So that, because I've, I've been a Christian for, you know, since I was seven years old, a lot of years. Um, but I never, I never really understood how, um, how God really does love me and that it matters how I think about myself and not in a conceited way, but in a assured in of thank you, Lord, that you created me. Because I didn't used to be able to say that when I first started with my mantra, you probably remember, I couldn't even say it, yeah. even though I knew this is, this is what God had put on my heart to say, I couldn't even say the words. And one of the words was, I'm worthwhile. And I would cry every time I had to say it, because I think I just didn't believe it. So this has been a really amazing healing journey for me. Yeah. And, and it's just so interesting that here we are, we're here talking about spiritual and emotional and mental healing. And yet we're talking about physical healing because as you, as you learned that you were safe in, in the Lord, you're, you were also challenging your fear of your pain. Exactly. Um, and that um, played out in, in healing physically. And I know healing is a journey. You're still, you're still on it. Right. But but wow, your life is so much different. I went camping in the rain last weekend. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a big deal for me. I am typically a fair weather camper. Um, so to, uh, I mean, I have to say 
props to my husband and um, the other families that we were camping with because they made it so uh, so much more pleasant with tarps and um, you know just really making a place for us to be able to still hang out but uh, having a good attitude through that whole thing yeah and, um, just the prep work I mean there's so much that goes into camping and I have done it for years with my family and it has always been a a um, a labor of love because it hurts so much yeah yeah. I would have so much pain, um, you know, doing the prep work, carrying around these big, heavy, you know, bins and, um, and then dreading going home and having, you know, loads and loads of laundry and all the tents. To, well, this time we actually had to lay them all out to dry them out, but all of that, I had no pain. So, That's so amazing. Just so yeah. thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. So just kind of in closing, um, which probably will take a while, if you were going to give people three tips who can't afford coaching, because I, I really try to put a lot of content out here for people who um, can't do a program, um, and you're free to talk about any of my tools um, that I use in coaching uh, and describe them if you wish, um, anything, any advice that you have for people? Um, so for one thing, there the Curable app, there are 13 lessons that are really phenomenal. They're, they are um, simple. They are uh, they're made in a really uh, practical way that you can just, you know, put into practice right away. Yep. Um, so I would definitely take advantage of that. And I think even you have some kind of a of a promo that you're you're able to give yeah yeah so I think the free trial for um that curable gives is two weeks if I'm correct oh, and, okay. and and I am considered a, a practitioner with them and so I can give a six-week trial I don't know if it has different options um hmm. I'll have to look into that but I know it's longer of a, of a period so sure sure yeah. um so definitely I would look into that um because I think that gives you the foundation to understand how the brain and the body work together. Yeah. Um, and then I think also um, definitely your tool, the Psalm It Out, um, very simple, you know, five minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, five minutes of um, brainstorming on a topic and then taking that time writing out, you know, kind of from that brainstorm, I just use that as a frame to just write about the different things writing somehow I, I I don't exactly understand but what I do understand is that the the brain has to process through your um, you know through your writing the ability to actually express words yeah it has to go through the logical part of your brain and I think as it does that it's like you just have all these aha moments where you're where you realize oh gosh I didn't even realize I I thought that, or I was afraid of that, um, or, you know, I was angry about that thing that happened 20 years ago. And then as, as what I really love about Jen's approach is she then has the third step, which is to ask the Lord, you know, kind of put it in the Lord's hands and ask him, what do you want me to take away from this? And what do you want me to leave behind? 
And as you do that, I feel like that's where you really make some progress. Um, yeah. And so that's, let's see, that's number two. Um, yeah. And then the third thing I would say is um, just know that there's hope. It does not have to be, the pain does not have to be the end of the story. You know, um, it doesn't have to be the way you live your life. And I think that's the thing I want to just communicate the most is that it feels hopeless when you're in it and you just don't have any answers and you've tried everything. Um, it's very, it's very, it's a very desperate place. And um, I think that learning that um, you don't need to fear making it worse because if it is not a structural issue, it's not going to get worse by doing things. So I think that was, um, right. was a real key for me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, a lot of people when they're doing this, well, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say a lot of people. There are some people who, when they do this work, they put um, so much intensity into the healing and like a pressure on themselves to heal right. that it trips them up. I don't remember you experiencing that, but, but I'm curious if you did, and then also kind of, um, how, how did you approach the healing journey? Um, if you didn't approach it with pressure? So definitely that's part of my personality, um, that kind of overachiever a plus, you know, kind of student, um, that I was. So I did do it with some intensity at first and, um, and then I learned that, well, I, I learned from Alan Gordon, uh, his book, The Way Out, I learned that pressure, self-criticism, yep. and um, worry, those are the three um, big culprits that keep us in pain. And so um, learning that, it was like, okay, I got to take a step back. I got to, I've got to enjoy this process. You know, I've, I've got to celebrate the victories. I think that was a big thing that you, you mentioned was celebrating your victories. Yes. Um, and so I, in my journal, I would write those down as well. Um, so that I could see, you know, I've, I've, I'm making progress here. Um, and then I think the other thing was just to be more light about life and myself and, um, realize it's okay to make mistakes yeah. I, I don't know why, but um, I kind of grew up in, in that mindset that I could never make a mistake. And I mean, who can live under that pressure? You know, there's, yeah. I, there's just no way. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. So um, uh, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> it, it does. And it's interesting. I just want to share that um, I, I recently had a client who, because every week I give, I give homework um, according to where the where my client is in their journey. And this mm -hmm. week I gave homework of no homework um, and, mm -hmm. and treating light with that, tr yep. treating life with that levity and that joy and, and um, lightness, because mm -hmm. that is a big part of, of this is learning that we get to just live life without that pressure. And, and sometimes that involves the healing journey too. Um, mm -hmm. I think that Dan Buglio, that's kind of his big punch, which I agree is a big part of it. Although I do think that for most people, this emotional and spiritual piece is um, a big part. Um, and you mentioned earlier, 
I feel like I could just keep talking to you forever, <laughs> but you mentioned earlier, like you having nine out of the 10 personality traits mm -hmm. and, um, and something just, I've been thinking about a lot, um, lately and kind of how to incorporate this in, but I, I think that sometimes as Christians, there's, there's another piece of that, uh, mm -hmm. personality trait, um, list, which is, um, this, this need or this fear of not having God's approval or, um, or earning our salvation. And, um, and I, I find that in, in this work, and I've seen this in you and in, and in, in my own journey, that there comes this piece of realizing that he loves me in the journey, whether I'm perfect or not. And taking that, that perfection piece off, even when it comes to our, our Christian walk, did, do, does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the healing parts for me was, um, like I say, realizing I can make a mistake and God was big enough to, to cover it. And, um, I could laugh about it. Um, I had, uh, as I was learning this, I was checking in with my, one of my daughters and, um, it was so sweet because she, I asked her, you know, what do you do if, if you make a mistake on a test or something and you realize, oh man, I even knew the answer to that. And I still, I just didn't get it right. And she said to me, I just love it. She said, mom, sometimes it's better not to make more out of a mistake than it really is. And I just blinked. I was like, huh? Yeah. 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 And I feel like that is true too, of, of even just this the healing journey, because there's, you know, starting out, some people have these, you know, the book cure that they talk about with John Sarno. Right. Um, but most people have it like, like I did and you did where there's these ups and downs and it can feel like, what am I doing wrong? I'm failing. And then we mm -hmm. ruminate on like, well, what did I do to make this, you know, this flare up and you know, all that. And, right. and that rumination is just sending the brain into chaos. I used to call the pain punishing pain. That, that's what it felt like. It felt like when I would do something that I wanted to do, especially, you know, fun things with my family, and then I would have to pay for it. And it was a punishment. Uh, and, um, so yes, I totally get that idea of feeling well, that like is, something wrong. Because that would keep you under control, right? Mm. So the pain was controlling you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. And in, in fact, that is not true. Yeah, exactly. And I don't call it punishing pain anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm, I'm just really thankful that you were up for doing this. Um, and I hope it is a, a blessing to other people. Um, feel free to ask any questions in the notes. And if you can post your um, sermon on fear, I would love that. I'll find out if I can. I'm not sure what the rules are. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Thank you. I hope you have a great weekend and I'll see you back again next week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.